Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Hope you're having a great week. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. What's going on? What's going on? A little stormy day here in Atlanta. Atlanta? What was that? Atlanta. Wow. She is spiraling. That's how we are. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast. We are truly doing the most today. So I'm recording this two days before the first Atlanta show. Very excited, very nervous, very overwhelmed. All of the amazing emotional feelings. I just want to take a second to say thank you, thank you to everybody who's come out to the farewell tour over the span of literally the last three years. And obviously the joke is, it's not the farewell tour. We're going to be back in the fall with all new material, a whole new show. Man, I've just been having so much fun on the road. I just got back from Tampa this weekend. Two amazing shows, a lot to unpack there. But I've just had so much fun and I couldn't have done it or do it without you guys. And I want you to know, thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody who has bought tickets, who's been encouraging, who's come to multiple shows. This really is a big moment. And I let me be self-indulgent just for a hot second. This is such a full circle moment for me to be playing my hometown at the Fox Theater. They said I couldn't do it. And we did it. We sold out two nights. We will be releasing some last minute tickets. So if you haven't gotten a ticket, you can go to heatherontour.com. We will be releasing due to um, moving a screen over for a video component of the show. So we're going to be able to open some really great seats, which is exciting. I mean, I'm just so overwhelmed and grateful to the city of Atlanta for my people showing up. People are flying in. We got a bitch coming from Ireland. Like we are international. We are booked and busy. I was at one of my uh, favorite little mom and pop places here in Atlanta called Super Jenny. And it's, you know, it's kind of a play on words. It's like super, like great, but soup, S-O-U-P-E-R, Super Jenny. You know what I mean? And guess what? Jenny is fucking fantastic. It should be called fucking fantastic Jenny's. Great soup and salad place, fresh ingredients. But I was in there, the lady who was so kindly giving me my um, Brussels sprout and uh, Parmesan salad with the beautiful Thai chicken soup was like, I can't believe you're here. And then two other girls online were like, we're coming Thursday. 
And it just feels cool. It feels cool to be home. It feels cool to know that my city's got my back and we're doing this together. And, you know, to the people who said you couldn't do it, to the people who said, no way the Fox. Well, we did it. We're doing it twice. And I'm so unbelievably grateful and excited. And I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you. I want to say thank you to everybody. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have the old Navy commercial. If it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be at a place where I am. And again, being a little self-indulgent here, you know, sometimes I don't think, and I'm sure it's not just entertainment. Plenty of people will relate to this, you know, where you're hitting a stride in your career and trust and believe we have so far to go. Like there are so many things I want to do and, and will do. But you know, it's lonely. It sometimes can be a lonely gig. And I don't think people understand the professional pressure that I'm under. When you see me at the airport and I seem like a crank or I'm, you know, whatever, it's just because I'm under a ton of pressure, mostly from myself, that I hold myself to a certain standard of what I want to do and how I want to perform. And, you know, the jokes have to be perfect. And I just, I love what I do. And and I want to give you guys the best show ever. But sometimes, you know, Jeff's always like, you're so hard on yourself or, you know, you got to enjoy it. And in the last couple months, I've really just found a place where I've been enjoying it so much because I realized like, you know, I dreamed about this as a little kid. I literally used to visualize, I'd lay in bed and I'd have these like fake conversations with myself as if I was being interviewed on Jay Leno, you know, because Jay Leno was the jam back then. Now, not so much, but my true idol, Conan O'Brien, and I used to lay in bed and, you know, have these faux conversations with myself of what I would say once I was interviewed on Conan. And real pain in the ass, son of a bitch. He took a show off the air before I could get there. But don't worry, putting it into the universe that I can be interviewed on his podcast. But regardless, so these things, you know, I really believe in writing it down. I always visualize it as a kid when people would say, even in the eighth grade, what do you want to do? And I'd say comedy. And they're like, okay. You know, so many people, my own family at times are like, okay, you really going full force for this? And I'm like, you've seen my SAT scores. Yes. I'm a clown. (laughs) You know what I mean? I know that there are other people, whether you're, you know, in finance, you're running a school, you're in sales, you're in medicine, you know, work in the corner, you're selling drugs, whatever you do, whatever your career is, plumbing, doesn't matter. When you're hitting that stride of what you're doing, people sometimes forget that there can be a level of professional pressure that only you can understand. You know, I'm the only person who can lay down at night with my head on the pillow and know whether or not I went and did the absolute 150% that I could do that day. And, you know, I'm really proud of the work I've done. I get the feedback from y'all on the road that you love the show and and that's so exciting and I'm so grateful. But I just want y'all to know that I couldn't have done it without you. And if you're ever in a position professionally, emotionally, whatever, where sometimes my dad used to always say, he said, Heather, when you have success, It's really lonely at the top, but I feel like I couldn't have done it without y'all. So I don't feel alone at the top. I feel like I'm there and everybody's been encouraging me and pushing me in the right direction. And I'm just so grateful. So that's enough, enough self-indulgence. I just wanted to say thank you. But if you're in any position in your life, no matter what you're doing, where you feel, you know, you get it. I know other people are going to get it. It's not, entertainment is not always glitz and glamour. It's a lot of fucking hard work. It's a lot of people telling you no for fucking ever. I mean, I still, my sweet theatrical agent's like, you can't book a job. (laughs) You know what I mean? There are days where I'm like, God damn, I'm behind on auditions because there's literally not enough hours in the day. And I've just been focusing 100% on the tour because that's, 
you know, you do well once on the farewell tour and then, you know, people will come back in the fall and see another show. So it just had to be right. And I feel like I've really hit my stride, but you know, you guys get it. I know there's so many other people starting small businesses, doing the damn thing, hustling, working three jobs to try and figure out what you want to fucking do. There's so many unknowns. You know, I try to explain it to my mom sometimes. I feel bad. There are days where I come home and I'm exhausted and I'm maybe short with my family. And I don't mean to be. It's just nobody can be inside my own thoughts. Nobody can be inside that feeling of just being like, okay, one foot in front of the other. And I've had to learn to give myself grace. I've had to learn to enjoy the fucking process. Because, you know, when your name's on the marquee, when your name's on the, when it's Dr. McMahon and you're going in to give somebody a colonoscopy, you better not fuck it up. When you're a school administrator and your name's has to sign the paper, whether or not these little shits are going to graduate or not, you know, it's a lot. You're sitting there giving people unsolicited advice, but you're a therapist. So technically it is solicited, but you get what I'm saying. I know there's people out there that feel the professional pressure or whether you're a mom and you're holding the shit together at home and you're like, I got six kids and they're all assholes. It's your one job as a parent to make sure that your kids don't turn out to be dicks. So I know that there's people out there that feel the same pressure. I know we're all feeling pressure, especially with the state of the fucking world. My God. I just want to say thank you. And I want y'all to know, no matter what you're doing, if you're feeling the pressure like I feel it, take a second, enjoy the fucking moment and say, we're all doing the best we can. So let's go in, let's grind, let's put on a little DMX and just fucking cruise, baby. Summer's upon us, and are you ready for that warmer weather? Well, guess what? Brooke Lennon certainly is. Kick off the season of sunshine with the home of the internet's favorite sheets. Yeah, that's right. The home of the internet's favorite sheets, baby, and their Memorial Day sale happening this week. I love Brooklinen. I bought all the Brooklinen sheets, put them in all the guest beds, in my room, my mom's room. Upgrade your sheet game. There's nothing worse than being hot in the summer with two heavy sheets, but not with Brooklinen because they're the best. Their deals are hot, no pun intended. And every Brooklinen product is on sale. We're talking soft sheets, luxurious towels, robes, snugly weighted blankets, lavish silk eye masks, and pillowcases. There is something for everyone in this sale. I love their stuff. Listen, don't miss out. Brooklinen's Memorial Day sale is almost here. And if you're listening after the sale, you can still save. Visit brooklinen.com and use promo code absolutely not. That's absolutely not for $20 off your purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code absolutely not. Listen, they're the freaking best, okay? If you need to swap out that stuffy winter bedding, Brooklinen's got you covered with light, moisture-wicking linen or crisp, cooling classic sheets. Doesn't get better than that. Beach and pool essentials, Brooklinen's got them. Try their photo-worthy beach towels or comfy tanks and shorts from their loungewear collection. Again, that's brooklinen.com, promo code absolutely not. Tampa, wild time. Dude, Tampa's fucking blowing up in a good way. We stayed at the JW Marriott. Shout out to the staff there. They were just cruising, doing the most. But there were so many things going on in Tampa. They got a winning hockey team, right, that are in the playoffs. They're building an addition hotel. Like, it's fucking fancy. They have a winning football team. I, like, completely forgot that Tom Brady was a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And I'm just over here being like, damn, Tampa coming through with that hard flex. Nice airport, but the check-in situation was a shit show. 
also wanted to say, if you're not like a travel vet like I am, always use the baggage service guys outside. Always use curbside checking if you can. And I mean, my parents worked for the airline, so that was just always a thing. You always should have five bucks cash in your pocket. You tip these guys. Your bank's going to get there. These guys are luggage vets. Your shit's going to get there. Knock on wood. It will. You tip them. Listen, you pay for the service you get. That's why when I hear people saying, I was on Frontier. I was sitting in a lawn chair. I rolled up to that Tampa airport on a Sunday, cruising, 1045, nothing crazy. Two-hour line inside check-in, American and Delta. I said, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Cruised up outside, tipped the guy five bucks, easy breezy, was in and out. So then I walked through and I'm like, guys, go outside. Tip my boy Ronnie. He'll get your bag to where it needs to go. But y'all, hold on, hold on. Speaking of just Tampa's wild. Met a woman in the airport who was so great. She came and she traveled and she had a little college reunion at the show. And she said that at the show on Friday, there was a lot of up and down, a lot of, lot of drunkards at the show Friday. But she said that people were about to throw bows when the bar closed, you know, 10 minutes before my show was over. And I said, well, that checks out for Florida. She let me know. She's like, yeah, people were like arguing with the staff. And I said, yeah. Wild to me that you can't come to a show for 90 minutes and just have three responsible glasses of wine. <laughs> Please don't, don't harass the staff. You know what I mean? Come, have a drink at the top of the show, relax, then leave and black out with your friends later. The show on Saturday, though, let me tell you, the energy in that room, almost, I think it was a sold out show, almost. So much fucking fun. There were so many men in the audience who were just giving me the energy, like just fucking so much fun. We were in the zone. We were dialed in, in the pocket, if you will. I was fucking cracking up. Like the first four rows were just bros. And I was like, okay, come through testosterone, but just such a good audience. I mean, I still had a blast on Friday, but it was so funny. Like during the show, and again, I've tried to explain to y'all, I can see everything. Okay. If you're picking your nose, if you're texting, if you're doing a fucking Rubik's cube, putting in a tampon, whatever, I got eyes on it. I'm locked in. There was this guy who kept getting up every four minutes at the Friday show, had like kind of a cool, like nautical trucker hat on, a button down, short khaki shorts, and I think New Balance sneakers. And I think he was so fucked up because he just kept walking back to the back wall. Listen, he could have sciatica which you can't really sit for long periods of time when you got sciatica, which I understand because I've got it understood. I feel like we should have like a gang symbol, like a, you know, or like a call, you know, like, I don't know, something that just says, yo, I get it. You need to stand in the back. But this guy put his arm against the wall and I was like, oh, he can't sit down because he's getting the spins. So he's bracing himself against the back wall of the theater right now before he blows chunks. And I said, Tampa, Like I'm delivering a joke and just slow clapping like in the back of my mind, like I give it 30 seconds before this guy peels out. But it was great, man. Tampa's a good time. Such a fun audience. And this city's blowing up. Like literally there's so much going on in Tampa, Florida. It's wild. So anybody who's slept on Tampa, you need to arise. Tampa has risen like Christ. Okay, that maybe is a little bit of an aggressive analogy. Tampa is rising 
but maybe comparing them to our Lord and Savior is just a little aggressive. But always such a good time, such a fun audience. And I'm just so fucking excited about Atlanta. I'm so excited. They better fucking behave. You better get your shit together, Atlanta. Oh, had a little bit of a situation. Talked about it on Instagram. So I come home and my dog's excited to see me. He wasn't humping. He just, his penis was out. And then it didn't go back in. And dude, I'm starting to get a little worried. Like Riggs is sitting in my lap. Nothing weird. He's not like rubbing it on me, rubbing it on anything else. But for, you know, after about 20 minutes, I noticed I said, mom, code red. The red rocket's out and hasn't gone back in. So I'm on the Googler. What do you do? I ask the Instagrams. This is an absolutely yes. Okay, it's not even an absolutely not. It's an absolutely yes. Do you know how many friggin' medical professionals, veterinarians that said, you got to put sugar. Please do not cancel me for this. I have the receipts. I have medical receipts of what the medical professionals told me to do. They call it a churro. There's something about, and I don't think this is the right medical term. It oxidizes, oxisates something. If you put sugar on your pet's penis, it will then retract it back. I mean, I tried physically pushing it in and I'm looking dead ass in my dog's eyes going, Riggs, I'm sorry. This is a mommy moment. I didn't know when I signed up to be your mother that at any point I would have to try and physically force your penis back in its cave, but this is where we're at. Because I was Googling, if that penis is out for more than 45 minutes, it could fall off. Remember when your mother as a kid said, if you keep your eyes crossed too long, they'll stay that way? The doggy dong will literally break off. And he was like trying to lay on the ground flat, but that like couldn't, kept his back arched a little bit. And I said, I know he's uncomfortable. So here's the thing. We're painting. We've got a full construction in our kitchen right now. Painting, everything's covered. The pantry's blocked off. Like I'm literally living out of a one tiny mini fridge in our basement bar. We have no access to sugar. So I was like, God damn, I do not want to have to run down to the grocery store. And then when I'm there and they're like, you're buying sugar. Like who doesn't have sugar in their house? And I'm like, no, it's because my vet called me and said, I got to do this thing called a churro with my dog's dong. And so anyways, physically was able to get it back. And then he was Gucci. I wiped it off. I mean, this thing was, do you chain hang low? He was dragging this thing across the mud in the yard. And I'm like, oh God, now he's going to get a penis infection. Want to give a shout out to all the mothers, whether you're a dog mom, a ferret mom, or a human mom. The amount of times that my friends with little boys have had to say, oh yeah, you don't want to know what I had to do. You don't want to know. We had to wrap that thing. It got caught in the door. Like it's just too much. You know, you don't know when you sign up to be a parent, but that's also part of it. I mean, my mom wouldn't let me take baths as a child. I was showered. The moment I could stand and do a rinse, I couldn't soak. You know, I have a tiny urethra. I'd get horrible UTIs. And my mom used to do this thing because, you know, I did swim team at a very young age. I'm a phenomenal swimmer. But my mom would like scream across a pool like, have I get out of the wet bathing suit? Change. Like we're very European. If you've ever been to Europe, they take 10 bathing suits to the beach. A European does not sit in a wet suit. So if you go out with one of your friends on the Italian Riviera, your buddy Francesco, Mario and Francesco, they're going to change six times. It's not a fashion look. It's that nobody's trying to let their genitals sit in a soaking suit because that's how you get a UTI. The Italians already know. Europeans in general, basically anybody but Americans knows that we change suits. And I was one of those kids. So some kids thought I was European growing up. They're like, where is she from? 
Germany. With those shoulders, fucking Norway. It's really because you can't, you can't sit in a wet suit. You get a yeaster or a UTI. But my mother used to embarrass the shit out of me, screaming from across the pool, get out of your suit. And I'm like, mom, shut the fuck up. I know. I'm seven. Nobody here needs to know. But anyway, so I had a moment. Here I am. I've done two shows in Tampa. I'm exhausted. I had to fight with people at the airport. I finally get home. And then I got this thing staring at me. I mean, I was afraid we were going to have to go to the ER vet. What do you roll up? You show up and you go, listen, I don't know how to tell you this, but Rigatoni, he's had a hard on for three and a half hours. We got it in. My mom and I were screaming. <laughs> we didn't know what to do. But shout out to all the medical professionals for animals, veterinarians, vet techs. Everybody was DMing me on what to do, but I'm just letting you know. I looked at my mom. I said, mom, did you ever have to do anything like this? Did I ever get some sort of situation. She's like, oh, I had the oh, all the time. She's like, oh yeah. And then one time you didn't shit for four weeks and we, I had to put a suppository up there. You were like five. And that was, I'll never recover from that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just don't know. So shout out to all the parents who've had to really just roll up their sleeves because it wasn't pretty. I hope nobody takes us out of context. I'm letting you know we had a medical 911. You know them, you love them. I'm talking about modern fertility, okay? Ladies, it is time to take the power back and get your fertility hormones in check by checking out your fertility. You never know what you don't know till you know it. You know what I'm saying? I love Martin Fertility. They've been a sponsor for a while. They're great, okay? It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with the prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. You'll get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, aka how many eggs you have compared to other women your age. Thank God I did this or I would have not known or had any idea that um, I was low on the eggs. And so I had to jump to it to freeze my eggs and get that under control. Traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same info at $159, a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely, you can get $20 off your test. Right now, again, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That means your test will cost $139 instead of Hundreds or even thousands, it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash absolutely. That's modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Trust and believe. Take the power back by figuring out what's going on with your hormones. So easy at home test. Modernfertility.com slash absolutely. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because, well, they reached out to me. I was like, yeah, let's see what the hype's all about. And I started taking it and it's changed the game. Y'all, it is so easy. It is so delicious. I get all the vitamins and nutrients that I need. I get more energy, optimize immune system. I hate taking pills. Y'all know it tickles the back of my throat. You know, the next thing you know, you're taking 65 pills and you're feeling like you should go ahead and get in the nursing home. But I love the Athletic Greens because now all I do with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things. Listen, I take it because it's so easy and I love it. I think it's delicious and it's a no-brainer. Jeff is so obsessed with them. He helps me pack up my athletic greens to go. They also have travel packs, 
Also, what's cool is your subscription comes with a year's supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in. We don't get enough vitamin D. Simply, we don't. Here's the thing. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into flu season, travel season, all of it. It's just one scoop in water every day. And that's it. Okay, no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash absolutely. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash absolutely to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know I had a friend who got circumcised in high school? Letting you know. I was talking about it with one of my girlfriends. She's got two little boys and, you know, her kids got circumcised. I was like, do you remember our buddy who got circumcised at like 18? And she was like, yeah. And then I thought about it. I was like, maybe he didn't. Maybe there was like an actual other medical issue. He just told people that, like going into college, that was the excuse for the fact that he like had a weird dick. I don't know. But anyways, that's a lot. It was a lot. Coming from Florida home to the fact that your dog's dong is stuck. It's too much. It was an absolute clusterfuck of a Sunday. But uh, that's where we're at. Absolutely yes to motherhood, but absolutely not to those, you know, absolutely not to my mom screaming across the pool. Heather! And then she'd always do this. My mom, okay, I don't know if I can blame her fully, but y'all know I'm dyslexic with numbers? Literally, like I switch numbers around. If you tell me your birthday's 421, I'm going to say it's 124. That's how bad I am. I flip numbers. It's a real thing. And my mom, I think, had this too. At swim team, she'd always tell me the wrong time. She's like, you heat seven, zone three, or whatever. I forget how it worked. So, you know, me, if you're on the country club swim circuit as a kid, you're hitting that buffet. That buffet is hard. That buffet is good. The amount of tenders that they freshly roll out every 30 minutes on the dot, I would always be six cookies and 75 tenders deep. I'd think, oh, I don't have to swim for like three hours. And then literally they'd be calling me across the pool. Heather McMahon, lane 10, Heather McMahon. And I'd be like wiping honey mustard off my face. Like, mom, you said I had two hours. And then it was always a fucking relay I was late for. Then I roll up and I'm doing butterfly. So, you know, if you're in the relay, butterflies first. We all know that. No, or is it backstroke? Is it back, butter, breast free? I think that's it. So I'm either first or second. And do you know how hard butterfly is? Do you know why I did butterfly? Because I got the wingspan of an angel. I got the wingspan of an endangered dinosaur. I would have thrived in the ice age. I could have fought off a fucking bronchiosaurus one hit to the neck. Bye. I'm built like a fucking ox. So then I would get out of the pool and be, pretty much my head in the bushes. And my mom's screaming, get out of your wetsuit. You got to change before you do the breast 400. I never did breast. I only did free and butterfly. But either way, I would be sick. Every swim team meet, I would be sick because I always overindulged and I always got my heats wrong. And remember they used to write it on you with like a waterproof marker or something. They would literally have to write it on my arm because if you told me, I could not comprehend it. And I don't know why I'm really good with words. Like I don't mix words around, but numbers, it's a real thing. It's a real fucking thing. I told you my math teacher wouldn't even look at my answer. She would just look at the work on the side and grade me from that. 
Anyways, I'm just letting y'all know my personal problems. I <laughs> UTIs frequently as a kid, couldn't read numbers, overindulged, ate a lot, you know, had childhood trauma from my mom screaming across the pool, don't get a yeaster. Like, come on. You remember the kids on dive team too? You remember you had like the swimmers and the dive team kids? Dive team kids were always, had a BMI of at least 40 under. And I was a good swimmer. Like I actually was a good swimmer, but the dive kids were always so slender. And they were the kind of kids that were thin and never had a chubby face. They just stayed thin. And I remember there was this like hot guy on the dive team. And I used to look at him and be like, you're crazy. You're little, you're on the high dive. You're fucking crazy. Oh my God. You just sort of spun off the hot off. Like the dive team kids were just kind of rebels. Also very preppy at the same time. It was just a totally different vibe. But then they were also outcasts because you're like, why aren't you on the swim team though? And you never crossed. There was never any of the swimmers who also did dive team. You drew a line in the fucking sand and you said, pick one. But the divers were very cultish and they did not eat at the buffet. Like the dive meat sometimes would be like, kind of coinciding with the swim meet, they were eating salads and smoothies. Meanwhile, the swim team, I would have at least a quarter of a rack of ribs every meet. Oh, and if you're on the country club circuit, not to brag, <laughs> but we had a half-age Sunday bar, okay? This is why all of my other friends who did like the swim club scene, not the country club scene, but the, just the swim club, like Dynamo, all that shit, Swim America, all that, they were all on their way to the Junior Olympics. I was not. Because it's like, you know, if you look back at like Renaissance times or really any time, you knew who the king was because he was the fattest guy because you knew he ate well. Well, I was queen of the swim team. I was 11 years old, pushing 225, just sitting back with hot fudge, running down my Lycra Speedo suit with a racer back. I told y'all, I know I've said this before, what my sister used to do to me to torture me. If I was swimming like over to the shallow end to get out, my sister would catch me near the wall and grab my racer back with like two other people so I couldn't go anywhere. So I'm swimming, but I'm not going anywhere. Do you know what I mean? I'd be face down in the water trying to catch my breath and having to bat off my sister and her two dumb friends. Please. Ashley didn't even swim hardly. She'd be smoking cigs with her high school friends like rebels. And then I'd be crying in the corner like, why are you smoking? And she'd be like, you're so lame. And then I got her age and I was like, where are those cigs? Dude, I'm wilding out right now. Why am I on a swim team tangent? Core memories. We were talking about it last week. Fucking core memories. But yeah, people knew I was the queen of the swim team because I was fat and would sit on that lawn chair and have six hot fudge sundaes or dude, remember the chip witch? Oh, dude, I love summer so much. Remember, it's two chocolate chip cookies and then it's the ice cream in the middle and then they would roll it around with those really good chocolate chips and you know how I would eat it? I would literally, like a wheel, I'd take the circular chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwich, I'd lick all the chocolate chips off because let's be honest, they were sweet, but I didn't need them. Lick all of those off so then the cookie and the ice cream would be perfectly just enough melted and then I devour that. And then there'd be all this chocolate chip cookie residue on my fingers. Like when you eat Cheetos and then you have to lick off the cheddar or the red number five, like that's all it is. And then I would just scrape like a little ASMR for you. I would, like this, like that. Take my index finger, just 
right across the tip of my tooth and get that last little bit of cookie. Mm. That was so good. And then they'd be like, Heather McMahon, Lane too. <laughs> Dude, I shit you not. I was eating like sucking the meat off a bone on a rib once. And I had to throw down, like it was the relay and the backstroke went first. And they were like, Heather, where are you? And I like sucked the meat off the bone, threw it in the kiddie pool and jumped in and did the butterfly. I did. Fucking did, y'all. I want y'all to know that's how I thrived. Oh, dude. And it's wild now living back at home because I'm next to my club. And now all my friends' kids are on the swim team and they're like incredible swimmers and they're all like four, which I don't even remember you swam at four. And sometimes I'll go up there and the moms are getting hammered and the kids are just vibing. But these kids don't eat the way that we ain't. Dude, it's fucking great. I know Jeff and I have talked about the kid, RJ, at the pool. He's a fucking pimp. I know we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I haven't seen RJ in a while. And this kid, I mean, he looks 37 and he's four and a half years old and he runs the pool. He's friends with all the lifeguards. He just chills like he's on swim team, but I don't think he swims because he's not old enough. But he looks like he's the president of our club, but his parents are cool as hell. And Jeff and I just see this kid and Jeff's like, this is the coolest fucking kid. And if our kids, whether we have a daughter, a son, does not matter. If our kids are not as cool as RJ, like Jeff and I will sit at the club, drink, and just watch like the, the, the dynamics of the kid groups. Like who's running the show? Who's hosting the parties? You know? And this kid RJ is younger than everybody. And he fucking kills it on the social scene. You remember the swim team in the summer? Oh my God. Or tennis team or golf team. And your parents would drop you off. Doesn't matter. Whatever sports, or even if it was summer camp, your parents would drop you off at the ass crack of dawn and they would pick you up when the police were literally like, like I called in an Amber Alert for my mom. You know what I mean? Not the other way around. It would be midnight. And my mom would be like, oh, I forgot. I was at the club having 10 glasses of wine. Are you done? And I'm like, mom, I've been done with sports since 6 p.m. But in the summer, it was amazing. So much freaking fun. Dude, I crushed summers at the club. You know, I went to theater camp like a real douche canoe and I thrived. I thrived at theater camp. I thrived. That was overnight camp, straight up. I would get a little homesick sometimes, even though my mom was. 10 minutes up the road. And so my mom one time had to drop off my pink blanket. She would <laughs> my literally my mom and dad were 10 minutes up the road. And my dad would be like, no, let her tough it out. And my mom would low-key drop off my pink blanket when I was like eight to my dorm at theater camp, which was at a college called Oglethorpe here in Atlanta that is 10 minutes from my home in a like Kroger shopping bag or a Publix bag. But she wouldn't let me see her. She's like, I'm dropping it off. And this was before there were like, you know, cell phones. Remember when you went to camp and you had to bring a phone to plug into the wall and you got like a number for the summer? Didn't y'all have that? I feel like at least when we got older, we had a number for the summer. Anyways, but my mom wouldn't let me see her. But then she'd like drop off my pink blanket with a note that was like, suck it up, loser. Don't forget, change your bathing suit. And I'm like, thanks for dropping off my pink blanket. Then I was cool. 
I was Gucci. I was thriving. Like I'm a social butterfly, but I told you I would get a little homesick. Like I still do. I think that's a wild thing. I am such a travel gal. We're on the road all the time. I barely ever sleep in my own bed, but I do nowadays. I'm like, I just want to be home. You're sitting by the pool. You're packing up to go to the beach. Mommy's day off. Dad's day out. What are we doing? We're drinking that Ashland hard seltzer. It is a delicious clean, crafted hard seltzer with flavors like lavender lemonade, orange pineapple, ginger peach, and honey, I'm going to tell you this right now, ginger peach slaps hard. This is what I do. I take that ginger peach. I put it over a little bit of ice. It's already crisp and cold. I like to put it over that crushed ice. You know, I got a crushed ice machine in my house. And then I do a nice little slice of real peach, even muddle at the bottom of a glass. Honey, you feel like you are thriving because you are. I love Ashland Hard Seltzer. It was also founded in San Diego in 2020, and it's one of the number one selling independent hard seltzer brands in California. It's friggin' awesome. One of the reasons I really love it is, you know, I live that G-free life. Ashland is gluten-free, malt-free, zero carbs, sugar-free, no fat, and 100 calories. For more information, follow them, follow Ashland at, at Ashland Hard Seltzer. I mean, listen, it doesn't get better than this. Also, it's now available statewide in California and Arizona. They got 12 ounces, 16 ounce cans, variety 12 and 24 packs, and unique draft flavors. It's just delicious. Make your pool time the best pool time. Make your beach time the best beach time. Check out Ashland Hard Seltzer. Again, you can follow them at Ashland Hard Seltzer. You know, Father's Day is coming up. We just had Mother's Day. And Father's Day, while I know can be sensitive for some of us in the Dead Dad Club, if your dad's around, give him a really fabulous gift. And I love the idea of StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or father figure connect through sharing stories and memories and preserves them for years to come. How it works is every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never heard of or thought of, like, what is one of your fondest childhood memories? Or have you ever feared for something in your life? Here's the deal. I really think this is an amazing gift, especially even to like, think about a great father-in-law gift. Maybe you're not very close with them. What a cool way to connect. You send them an email and maybe, you know, some people are not as comfortable as chatting with their father-in-law in person or don't have that, you know, close of a connection. This is a cool way to kind of start that prompt, start that idea. And then after one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. Give all the fathers in your life, a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash absolutely. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash absolutely to save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash absolutely. It feels like with these two shows in Atlanta, like this is an ending point for me for the summer. Because while everybody else has like other breaks off, mama works. You know what I mean? I have not had a weekend off. Mama checks in on a Thursday at 9 p.m. and doesn't get home till Sunday at 7. So the weekends are where I work. Mama works. You know what I mean? So for me, with all the kids getting out of school and the clubs getting busy and everyone's going to swim team, this is my summer break, dog. I've got these two big shows in Atlanta. It's like the blowout. It's like field day, the last day before the last day of school. And then I'm, mama's taking a break. I mean, I'm still doing the podcast. You know, I got to go to LA for a little bit of work, but like 
mama's done. She gets summer off. And then we're going to come back August, which is when school goes back. We're going to shoot a special and then have about a month to write new material to go back on the road. So I'm essentially on a eighth grade plan right now. I've literally been on the road August to Christmas, got two weeks off, pretty sure I had COVID. And then I've been grinding since January. And now it's my summer break. I'm going to Italy. Oh, wait, hold on. Side note. My wedding is camp. Do you know what I mean? That's how excited I am. I'm like, oh my God, I get out. Okay, we're going to finish this school year strong. I got two weeks to go to Target and Bed Bath & Beyond and get my shit for camp. We're fucking going to camp. But camp is Italy. It's my wedding. But it feels like camp because I'm going to have all of my best friends in one place at the shame hotel thriving. But this time it's alcohol. You know what I mean? And judgment from your parents' friends. Oh, I can't wait. Side note, an absolute yes to Kourtney Kardashian having a beautiful wedding to Travis Barker in um, Portofino. Good for them. I love it. It's a theme. I've had a themed wedding. But you know what? I got to be honest with you. Nothing will ever keep you as humble as seeing the entire thing sponsored by Dolce & Gabbana. And I want you to know, I'm going to go ahead and tell you the theme for my wedding. So you can plan accordingly for your viewing party at home because I most likely will be selling a live stream or an NFT. So stay tuned the following week for that information. My welcome party theme is Versace Alfresco Dinner Chic. Interpret that however you will. My actual wedding theme is House of Gucci Black Tie. Okay? You know mama loves a wig, a feather, glitter, a bedazzlement. She loves a theme party. I told my guests were like, what the fuck does that mean? I go, I don't give a fuck if you wear a caftan and a bird on your head. If that is what you think would represent the house of Gucci, you fucking do it. This is an excuse for people to come out. So many people push their summer plans off the last couple of years. Like we're fucking going. Whether there's monkey pox out or not, we're going another fucking thing. Dude, monkeypox, don't Google it. Just don't fucking do it. <laughs> Just don't do it. But it might be done. It might actually be out. We're going to die in a year. So literally, I give us a solid year before the rapture happens, which is a good thing, okay? Because I am saved in the blood. But I just want y'all to know we have a solid year till this earth fully burns down. So that's why I said show up, show out. You know what I mean? You want to wear a glitter thong and a pair of Gucci slides? Do it. I don't give a shit. I never used to buy myself designer things at all. One, because they don't fit me. But two, I just said, let's fucking go. I buy purses every now and then if they seem sensible and reasonable. I still have a budget and I stay behind it. Y'all know I'm an old Navy gal. But I said, let's go all out. So everybody this weekend is sending me these photos of Travis and Courtney. And I just started dying to myself. I was like, Jeff, how many times have I reached out to Gucci and Versace? How many times? Emails. I have connections through publicists. They literally will not even respond. Both the house of Gucci and the house of Versace are like, we're good. No, thank you. Why would we go fuck yourself? And I said, noted. Thank you so much. It was worth a try. So while Dolce & Gabbana is sponsoring and dressing the entire city of Portofino for the Kardashian Barker wedding. 
I want y'all to know I'm going to be wearing bootleg Gucci, probably made in China. Because I go into the stores half the times and I go, guys, do you guys have a size 42 shoe? Which translates to a 12. I'm not a 12. I'm like a 10 or an 11. But because everything is cut so slender, that's how high up I got to go in shoe sizes. It's not great. But I have Nicole, if you're listening to this, I have an incredible wedding guru, Nicole, working with me. And she's so well connected. And she's like, no, I know the, the, the PR people for Versace or Gucci. And literally, literally, they will not respond. You know, somebody in one of those offices, like somewhere in Italy is like, let's look her up. Why not? Why not to just see? Oh my God. Why? Why? Embarrassment to the brand. Why? But why? And diamo. So I want y'all to know that I tried. I really tried to lean in on the designer side, really tried to make a name, really ball out. And um, both Versace and Gucci said, we're good. No thanks. And Diamo. Arrivederci. <laughs> also, side note, what's so funny, one of the reasons why I chose to have this wedding in Italy is I love Italy. Those are my people. My family's from Sicily. Jeff's family, he has family from Positano. Like, those are my people. Like, I thrive there. My cousins live up near Venice. Like, I thrive there. And Niamo, I thrive there. Allora, like, whatever. But it is so funny because when you go over there, I mean, obviously, if you're a Kardashian, it's a different vibe. But, you know, I reached out to brands. I was like, fuck it. If I can get some of this shit for free, paid for, whatever, why not? I've told you, I will walk down the aisle with Vagisil, written across my fucking veil. I don't care. Okay. I'll be selling douche. I will be selling feminine douche across as Jeff carries me across the threshold. I don't care. Mama wants it paid for. Let's be business women. Let's get it done. But it's so funny working with Italians because they don't give a shit. They are not impressed. They don't give a fuck. They are like, who are you? What do you do? I can barely even get dinner reservations. Now in Florence, I can because they love me. But most places they're like, why? Why would we even give you a hotel room? Like I would reach out to do some stuff on the honeymoon. And these hotels are like, fully booked. No, no, you're fat. Why? (laughs) Fully booked. No, fully booked. No. Andiamo. Like they're just like, they don't give a fuck. But shout out to my friend Whitney at the Blonde Atlas who's helped me plan a killer honeymoon. Very excited about that. But even Whitney is like, she's like, Heather, there's no point in name dropping because nobody gives a fuck. Italians are so unimpressed with the blue check mark. Italians are so unimpressed with anything from Americans. They're like, why? Why? Why are you so fat? No. <laughs> why you eat so much? Why? I told you about the time that Jeff and I love to go to this city called Modena and Chef Bottura, so Massimo Bottura, he has a restaurant called Osteria Francescana. And then he has a sister restaurant called Franceschetta 58. And it's amazing. If you can't get into Francescana, go to this other place. It's fucking phenomenal. So this is years ago. This is like 2016. We're sitting down and, you know, when we go to a place, we're like, we're ordering one of everything on the menu and we're tasting it. We're in Italy for a week. We're fucking tasting it. I mean, now Jeff and I have peeled back, finishing the plates because he and I have had to have a long and hard conversation about A, his choking and B, my insulin. So we've peeled back. It's now it's lighter bites. Okay. It's not a race to see who can crunch the fucking plate. 
we were sitting at dinner, just ordering everything. And this place is just filled with Italians, like no Americans. We're seeing like these cool, funky, low booths. And there's this big, funky light. And Jeff gets up and he's already a tall guy. Like he's taller than most Italians. He gets up, gently bumps his head on the top of the light. Like, it's fine. He grabs it. Oh, got it. No big deal. The entire restaurant's like, <gasps> like everyone is like, what? Why is Godzilla? Oh my God. Like everyone is just screaming as if the monster of Florence, which is a book you should read, by the way, about a serial killer in Florence, Italy. Like literally Jeff had to turn around and look at the entire restaurant and be like, I'm good. It was like a lantern, like a light, loose paper, not like a crystal chandelier. It was like a funky, modern, the whole lamp probably weighed a pound. And Jeff had to turn around to the whole restaurant because they're like, why? Why you eat so much? You're so big. Why? Oh my God. He break the restaurant. And I remember he went to the bathroom and I sat there and everyone like kind of looked at me like, are you okay? Has he trapped you? Why are you so big? It's unacceptable. And then I would just like push away the 10 plates that I had at the table. <laughs> like food critic. I just yelled out food critic. I was like, Washington Post. I don't like it. better home and garden and would just push the plates away. So people didn't think that I was actually just, you know, an American doing the damn thing. Fully booked. No, why? Like we would go to some places and they just knew we were going to eat them out of house and home. They're like, no, no, not enough plates. Why? And the funny thing is too, on the other end of it, I told you like, it's hard to get Italians to do something they don't want to do. So when we were there wedding planning, you know, I went to this cool cocktail bar and I apologize if I already told you this, owned by one American, one Italian. But now the American takes the Italian like way of life. And I was like, listen, I love y'all's cocktails. I'd love for you to come do some cocktail service at the wedding, have your own bar, display your own things, whatever. I wanted to employ someone who I thought had a wild talent that my guests would enjoy. And they're like, when's the wedding? And I'm like, a year and a half from now. And they were like, no, to be easy. No, fully booked. No. When? I'm like, June. They're like, mm, no, we tired. <laughs> like, like Italians don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck who you are, what you're doing, where you come from. So that's why I'm reaching out to American brands like, hey, Vagisil, you want to get on this train? Let's fucking go. But I just loved it. Everybody was sending me videos and photos of Courtney and Travis just being like, look at this wedding. And listen, I don't want to stir the pot, but I'm pretty sure Dolce & Gabbana's slightly problematic. Like, they really went in on some celebrities and called, like, Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez fat. Guys, if Miley Cyrus and Selena Gomez are considered fat, I'm my 600-pound life. Go ahead and bury me in the backyard, set me out to pasture, okay? But if they did call me last minute and they're like, Andiamo, we have something. Somehow we're not fully booked. I'd be like, I'll take it. You know what I mean? I love free shit. That's where I'm at. So I haven't sold out fully, but there are still a couple weeks left till this wedding. So if any major brands reach out, just know, yes, booked, ready. Fully booked? No, why? Ooh. You know, the people who are loyal to me, though, are my friends at Iperione, which is one of my favorite restaurants. They have my photo printed out on the wall. As soon as you come in, it's my photo with Marco and Gianni, my boys, and anybody I send to that restaurant, they love it. But it's just so funny. Like, talk about, I'm coming off this insane tour, biggest moment of my life this week, 
playing the two sold out shows at the Fox. And I mean, I'm not even getting a, they want to even open the email or respond. I'd rather Versace just respond like, you ugly, bye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, respond and just let me know. House of Gucci, no. Ah, even if they just responded with A-A-A-A-A-H-H-H. Ah, and like the ghost emoji. If they just responded with that, I'd be like, and so it is, you know? But it's great. It's great. That's why I love it. Because Italians, I get it. It's savage. My mom's Italian. You just understand it's a savage lifestyle. They don't give a fuck. And that's what I'm into. And if I can encourage anybody going into this summer, summer break, maybe you're just getting ready. Maybe you're a lifeguard. And you're like, bitch, this is when I clock in. Want you to know that I'm coming off my work week and you may be clocking in into yours, but we're ready to go. It's the summer of 2023 and we only have one year left on this earth. So you better go out and figure it out. Do you know what I mean? Fully fucking booked, bitch. I don't care if you're booked in Myrtle Beach. I don't care if you're booked in the Alps. I don't care if you're booked at your mom's house. Figure it out. Start a dodgeball league with your grandparents. I don't fucking care. Dial it in. Let's fucking go, doggy. And if you are the server at a country club pool, if you are the the towel girl on a Caribbean cruise, I want you to know I'm saluting you. You can't see me doing this, but I'm literally saluting you saying, welcome to work. Let's fucking go. You know, if this is your season, it's like retail workers. When they clock in for Black Friday on that Wednesday at midnight for retail season for the holidays, you know, I'm here, officer. Let's go. Captain, clocked in, ready to go. I'm ready to push sun-ripened raspberry candles at this Bath and Body Works. Dude, the fucking best. So I get it. If this is your season, I want you to know I'm here. I'm here for you. If you're feeling like, man, I got a lot of professional pressure on me. I'm going into my season. You're in a certain season of life. I want you to know, take a second, take your shoes off, sink your feet near the high dive. You know what I mean? Go put your feet in that grass, ground a little bit, take your scrubs off at the hospital and just, I don't know, rub your booty against the wall near the OR, whatever you got to do to feel settled and no, let's go. Let's go. It's time. We're fully booked and it's time. But I will be taking off some time in the summer. Okay. Fuck all y'all. I love you as always. I'm sorry. I wanted to get to the voicemails, but I just giggling so hard. You know, I love just chit-chatting with y'all. And by chit-chat, I mean, I only speak and I hear from no one else. (laughs) Dude, the way that my brain works is so ADHD and so manic. It's just, I love you guys. Thank you for tuning into the podcast, but I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for the shows this week. I, again, I cannot say thank you enough to everybody who's bought tickets. And we're going to do it again in the fall. We'll be out, all new material, doing the damn thing. No professional pressure there to write a whole new fucking show. Fuck me. But I love what I do. And I couldn't do it without y'all. And I'm so unbelievably grateful. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And let's go finish this year strong. Let's finish the school year strong. And to my summer warriors where you make your cash in the summer, let's go. You're clocked in, baby. You're dialed in, locked and loaded, fully booked. Andiamo. Arrivederci. As always, you can call into the hotline, 800-213-7503. I will absolutely be back next week with the voicemails. So let's get into it. In the meantime, between time, 
Love you, mean it. Ciao, Bella. See you later. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.